right, guys, welcome to the Tango One Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Smith. I'm going to fly solo today with my guest, Mike Patella. You guys might know Mike because I was on his podcast uh, recently. He's the host of Rebel Radio and the owner of Common, formerly formerly Sweat Fitness, where he owned that for 10 years, which is actually where we met because yeah. when Danny and I were first moving out of our garage, I don't know what we were thinking, but we went to look at this little gym in Tecumseh. And uh, it actually happened to be your space before yeah. you're moving to wherever you went from there. Yeah, so. the bigger spot in, uh, in Lakeshore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so a small world. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right around 2014, 2015. Like, I, I vaguely for... remember that that interaction. It was, like, it was a quick high and by kind of Yeah, thing. yeah. I remember you were kind of sitting in the back. Yeah. And uh, you wouldn't have known us for any, anything. But we were obviously just getting in the industry. So we were looking up gyms that, like, you know, yeah. we wanted to be like or gyms that ran, like, small. Because I was like, at the time, I mean, you and i mean probably like a couple of little crossfit ones that were just starting up were probably I, the only guys who were like other than the big boys around at in this that town. time uh windsor crossfit was right behind me actually in that, at that location oh was it and then they moved a couple of years after that i didn't know that like yeah. the windsor crossfit the windsor one that's CrossFit, like now yeah the east not, end not like bobby's or no, or no, john's so windsor crossfit was the first crossfit gym in the city oh i didn't even realize um, that and they started right behind me in this like warehouse it was like maybe the size of my old shop maybe Maybe right. like 1,800 square feet, and then they moved to, like, the bigger spot in uh, Rhodes Drive or whatever it was. Yeah. So, from, like, basically, you do all these things, man, and you've, like, you've one, you've also supported us in our charity events, and uh, I know, like, your mission is to, you know, prepare humans for life's most, me- most meaningful pur- yeah. pursuits. Sorry, guys, I'm having trouble talking today. My mouth is frozen. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I had to have my, my tooth drilled out today, and... Uh, it was kind of disgusting, but it it feels so much better I'll, right now. I'll carry the podcast if you can't. Speak. Yeah, that's why if I wanted to have a fellow podcast host just... on here in case I can't talk. I'm also can't feel the side of my mouth as I try to drink this uh this coffee that Mike. This is Mike's special brew that he orders from Starbucks. What do we got here? Uh, that's a uh, quad grande americano. Quad grande americano, right what, up my alley. What'd he introduced this to me. Fuel? Rocket fuel, yeah, baby. Rocket fuel. rocket fuel, and I need it today because I didn't sleep. I was in, I've, if anybody here has ever had a tooth thing. It's brutal, man. Like brutal. It's nasty, dude. It's terrible. Yeah, like like the agony, nonstop pain, and it like shoots into your ears, your head. It's like. Aren't you happy we don't go through childbirthing? I we could. There's no way. I was doing. I had a female client in here today, and I said to her the same thing. I'm like, you guys are so much better at pain because like I feel like my wife would be fine right now, and I am dying. The human race would not be existing right now if <laughs> men had childbirth. But is... I guess now they can somehow. If you follow uh, the, anyways, anyways, no, cut that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about politics. Yes, or the uh, the emoji that comes up yeah. when you type in pregnancy and it shows a man yeah. with a baby in the belly. That's yeah. like that's we're not gonna go that way right now. Yeah. So <laughs> let's stay away from childbirth from here yeah. on out. So, anyways, man, I want to talk to you about the uh, so the whole comment with the X. It always throws me off. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say comment. I'm supposed to say common X. No, common. 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 What's yeah. with the X? What's okay, the so, yeah, good, good question. That's, that's one thing I always get asked now that I went through the rebrand is that, like, how do you, how do you pronounce, you know, C-O-M-M-X-N? And so we pronounce it common. And the, the whole, so if you look back at, to, like, how I did my strategy and what I wanted for this company or this brand was to prepare humans for life's most meaningful pursuits. And, like, every life should be lived to the fullest because, like, as cheated as it sounds, we have this one life, right? And so like, why not just live it the way you want? And I mean like, you're, you've done it. I have had a lot of buddies that have, have, have lived their life to the fullest, but it doesn't really mean that you have to have a business. It just means that like, do what you love essentially. And so 
I like having people come into me, uh, whether they buy my gear, my apparel, or my services. Like I want them to have some type of meaning in their life. And if they don't have it yet, maybe they'll find it eventually as they start to know themselves through fitness. And so, you know, my meaningful pursuit is different than yours, and yours is different than 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 herbs. And so, you know, we all have this sort of common pursuit of of um, of of our meaningful pursuit, which is different. So the X is sort of that variable that is different and unique but what bands us together what ties us together as a community is that we're common we have this meaningful pursuit so we spelt this this word common in an uncommon way because we all have this different meaningful pursuit that that we should you know strive to to, to, to go after um and then just stylistically it just looks really dope you know what i admit i love that I, that that's a yeah. like deep purposeful meaning behind it i think that's that goes a long way for like when you explain that too it's like oh man that's amazing and that was one thing that i wanted and i think this happened through like the years of me being a personal trainer it's been what 16 years now and then i've had you know sweat for 10 years and like sweat really had no meaning other than it just has a good sound to it you know it was a i was 25 when i opened it up it didn't really have much meaning to me so and, and that's partly why I sort of fell out of love with that brand because I'm like, this isn't me anymore. It, it, it was a young kid that opened it up at 24, 25. And so I want something that was kind of rooted in who I was and, 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 and the agency that I worked with just pulled it right out of me and they came up with a sweet name. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let's, let's actually go back and yeah. we'll come back to the rebrand because that is interesting. Like, you know, I didn't get into this industry. Like, I mean, really, I started probably in my early 30s, but like, I wasn't a fitness guy. I was a policeman that kind of did fitness on the side. Right. I really jumped into this when I was probably 35, 36-ish. And you've been doing this since you were basically out of school, right? Like you took, you went to university, took kinesiology, yeah, I, I assume? Yeah, yeah, took human kinetics at the University of Windsor. And I remember uh, I started, I got like my camp fit pro when I was like 19. Camp so like my, pro. my first year of university, I'm like, I just saw a poster on the, on like the campus rec bulletin board. And like I was already working out for like, you know, four or five years um, till then. So I'm like, like it would be a fun job, you know? So then I got my, my cert on like the next weekend. And then like, I started working at the University of Windsor at the St. Dennis Center, um, I was there for four years and I kind of fell in love with it. And I'm like, cool, let's go with this as a career path. And then, so you jump, when did you actually open, like was Sweat the first place you opened? So yeah. you went from the, the, the St. Dennis Center, which is at the University of Windsor campus. Now it looks a lot nicer there. Do you see? Like, no, it's so, fucking so I, unreal. So I just heard they revamped the whole. Yeah, the whole it's Saint so Dennis. sick in there. But um, so yeah, so when I started at the Forge, which was at the St. Dennis Center, that was like brand new. Forge. Build. The Forge was like a year old when I when I went to school. So like it was like it was a brand new facility. And then it got to shit real fast within like four years. Uh, but yeah, so I was there for about four years um, while going through university, and I remember it was my last year there, and it was either like do I get my master's in exercise phys because I loved exercise phys or do I continue being a personal trainer? I'm like, I don't, I don't like I'm not a school guy. I want to get out of school. It was just too much. So then I ended up getting a job at Xanadu in 2009 because in 2009 Xanadu had just opened up and it was supposed to be like the best up and coming facility. So I mean, like, I think it was right. Like it was, that was it, definitely it, what it was labeled as. And it was ahead of its time and they should have stuck to their guns because right now they would have been laughing. But they were they, they were about maybe like three four years ahead of their time because people in especially in Windsor they didn't really know Windsor didn't know the I mean back then it was like sixty seven bucks a month right like, right and back then dude sixty seven bucks a month was expensive right now it's like 
laughable. I mean, now even I think Movadi here in Amherstburg, I, I don't want to quote or get people wrong or get anybody pissed off, but I think they're like 70 bucks a month. I, I just heard the other day. Uh, that, that, let alone the one in Windsor. They're right? all in. I think they're they're yeah. all in. It's like 125 a month. So Yeah, like, it's pretty wild. So yeah, you know, I see what you mean. Like they did set that standard maybe a little bit. I mean, if they would have hung up, like you're right. If they would have hung on, they would have actually been. But you know what? When we When I opened. We looked around and we were we were twenty five dollars more than anybody, mm-hmm. and now we're actually probably the least of all the yeah. places that are kind of like us, like the gyms in our yep. little yep. network yep. that we call it. It's pretty crazy how like things can shift and swing. And it's nuts, man. And so yeah, so I was there for about three years, and then I just got fed up, dude. Like I was making no money, I was splitting my commission, which I understand the whole commission thing because like they're they're paying the rent and the bills and all that stuff. So I, I get that part. But I'm like, if I'm going to make my own schedule, I have to get my own clients. I have to, you know, do my own marketing. Why don't I just do this myself? And I always had the idea in my head back when I was at the university, like I want my own spot. I just had this vision of my own spot. So in 2012, I was like, I got nothing to lose. Let's like, go. I live at home with my parents. They're feeding me good Italian food. Um, I saved up <laughs> enough money to, to, to get like my cheap equipment. And I found that spot on, on Les Bronx. And it was, it was I'm like, let's do it. You know, then the rest is history, as as they say. How'd you make the? Uh, did you have to do anything crazy to make your first? Your parents help you out, or did you have to like I, use I remember, up? Like the only time I saved money in my life was, was when I lived at home, uh, doing part time jobs. So I remember I had saved up, uh, I think it was like thirteen thousand dollars. I saved up from just like random shit that I was doing, uh, like that year, um, and and I'm like, okay, hey, I'm gonna spend only this amount for like my my equipment, my leasehold, and make sure that like I keep it within this like $13,000 range. Um, ended up being more than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but by Imagine the time now. I'm like, yeah, but at the time I'm like, I'm going to keep it as cheap as possible. And that was still pretty expensive. But, um, but yeah, I mean like, honestly, I got like a, a little business loan and, and my, my savings and then I kind of went into it. Nice. That's pretty crazy. Did you know anything about the business part of it? No, man. I, like nothing? You know, that was been my biggest learning the, curve by far. The one thing that saved me, though, was uh, like about a year and a half prior to making like the move into my own spot, I spent about, I'd say a good year and a half um, doing my business plan with a mentor of mine. And I would go to his office every Friday and we would spend like an hour on the business plan. We did like our SWOT analysis. We would do like our competition and our sales forecast. Um, that way, if I went to the bank they could give me a loan or whatever. So I remember going to the bank with my parents cause they were co-signing at the time. Um, and I bring this like 60 page document, which is my, um, uh, my, my business plan. And like my mentor is like very big into business. He's a VP at a big company in the, in the, in the city. So like, he's like, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this big. So I show up to the bank and the lady that, that was, that was there, she was like, Oh, like, like her eyes lit up and she's like, yeah, yeah. Like you're fine. We'll, we'll give it to you. Right. Like she saw all this hard work that went into it. So like, it, was, it was a no brainer. So, um, yeah, it was just cool the way it, it all happened, I guess. Yeah, that is a pretty cool story. It's funny with the business plan and stuff. Like, I go to the bank when I was a cop. Yeah. No business plan, nothing. But we had this, like, job that's always, like, viewed as, you know, simple credit. Like, it's like, what do you need money? Here you go. Here's money. Yeah. Now I go in as a guy who's got, you like, a pretty successful us. business. <laughs> and, like, they're, like, you know, and, like, because of policing, I got a decent house and I got some assets. Yeah. And they're, like, oh, no, no. No, no money for you. Oh, it's like, it sucks, man, man. They're like, come on, I'm the same guy I was here last week, but look at what I, I built from what you gave me the first time, right? 
that's it's pretty funny yeah. but so uh, like i'm curious be, you know being that you've been in here and i was actually doing a post it's funny it's funny how we're almost always on the same wavelength like yeah. a bunch of us is i yeah. was doing a post and you did one yesterday it was you know only the real training is gonna last and i was actually working on a reels where i'm talking about how fads come and go yeah. you know like the you know the orange theories and the you know the f45s of the world and like there's been so many i mean f45 has been here a while and i'm not i'm not dissing on these places no. man it's just not for me but the there's if you think about these types of places there's been so many over the past you know 20 30 years that i've been you know lifting weights and mm -hmm. having fun and since you've been in this industry you know and, and having your own business like have you changed at all like your you know as these fads have you have you gone on with any of these things or kind of like let them go or kind of got curious dabbled and then for me i've kind of like you know i've been like ah, i was kind of like you know i was interested in this crossfit thing when it first came out and it was just the website and there's nobody doing it and i was like oh this is okay and then i was like ah you know what i'm back to back to my roots and then it's like oh i'm getting interested in it. and then back to, i always just seem yeah. to like i'll dabble off for a month or two and then it's back to the roots of what works which is for well, me lifting weights yeah and that's the thing man simple like, uh, you said it best like i always go back to my roots and and like because like, I, I take pride in the education that i've been through even just through the university itself it was a great program and because i went to the university of windsor and, and we we're in human kinetics and like we had a good relationship with the profs and just like the, the the program was so good that it made me fall in love with like the science aspect of fitness like exercise fitness for me was like my favorite i still remember the, the glycolysis and the crepes like i remember all that stuff for, for no reason really right now so i've always kind of stayed true to like I the don't science. understand the words that are coming out of your mouth <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> <laughs> he, was in, he was in university learning this thing I know, and right? i was like bashing heads i know right uh, <laughs> uh, i still remember phosphofructokinase as being the rate limiter like, anyways uh so so like i just loved the science aspect of fitness and so when i started even when i was starting at, at at xanadu it was always based off of like sound scientific principles whatever that means you know like just like good sound training and uh and i think CrossFit came to be like what 2009 so like I had just learned about CrossFit you know when I was at Xanadu and but when I opened up sweat the, the, in 2012 it was more about like again like personal training one-on-one -on -one group training but everybody had like their individual programming and then when I switched to the bigger location which was 5,000 square feet I then dabbled into more like group fitness and like there comes a point when you're trying to like, and, and you know this best more than me, right? Like when you're trying to grow a big membership base, you have to play the card of like, okay, this is gonna be a little bit of distraction fitness slash entertainment fitness as I call it. And then sprinkled in with some like sound training principles, right? You're gonna do like your barbell stuff, but then you're also gonna put the fun stuff that people perceive as fun, burpees or whatever it is. So I dabbled in that kind of stuff um, at my bigger location just so that I can have a larger membership base. But I always, like in the back of my head, I'm like, hey, like this is a successful brand. It's, it's a good business. We're, we're, you know, I have I had four um, uh, full-time staff working for me. And I'm like, hey, this is cool. But it just wasn't what I envisioned as a brand for fitness. So I always kind of, and then, and then I kind of went, so then as I transitioned away from the bigger model, and then I moved to like my current location, I, I kept reducing it down to like the basics. And I'm, I'm like right now after, you know, 16 years in the industry, 10 years as a business owner, I'm, I'm back to my roots. Like you said, right? Like I always went back to my roots. As for like the orange theories, the F45s, those are always gonna exist. And I equate that right now, I'm, I'm being mature about it. Instead of saying they're fucking garbage, I can swear on you, right? <laughs> uh, Is he joking? <laughs> uh, Irvin, you know, Irvin doesn't swear much. He's giving you the like, you know, go it, for it. We like the it, more. Instead of a, a bashing them, which I've done in the past, 
and I'm not going to apologize for that. I also believe that, you know, some people's starting points into fitness is picking up a men's health and doing their workouts or going to an F45. And sooner or later, they're going to realize, hey, this is for me. Or they, they might scroll on Instagram like, oh, cool, I see Tony's gym or I see Common. And they might dabble into what we do. Right, and that, and then, and then they'll transition out of the F forty five or the what I call the entry level. There's there's gonna be an entry level point to everything, that I think, that's just where it exists in the continuum of of fitness. Yeah, and at the end of the day, uh, movement's always gonna be better than no movement. So like, yeah, you know, like whatever you're doing, and if you're coming off the couch, taking that first step, whether it's just going for a walk. I mean, you guys know I'm not a big fan of running. I don't. Think, I think it's like. The risk versus reward is like long, or the, the cost for benefit is also very low. But at the same time, I'd rather you just get off the couch and go for a run than, than do yeah. nothing because it's going to help you. And then the same with all these other different avenues of fitness. And I think it's incumbent upon us. And we spoke on your uh, podcast to brief you about this. Is uh, and We actually went in length about the nutrition part. But I think as, as trainers and as people who do this for a living, it's kind of incumbent upon us to kind of dip our feet in all these different pools. Because like... You know what? You might go in and learn something amazing. That you, like, there's aspects of CrossFit that I applied to the garage gym. There's a, there's aspects of bodybuilding that I've applied to in power. You know, that's the beauty of what I think. What you and I have is we. There's no dogma to us. There's not like I will steal, learn, make up my own to make it work best for our people. And I think what well, that's nutrition, and you know, gym base and business. Like we get to make our own decisions. Uh, I agree with that. You know, and like if you look at a lot of these uh, like functional fitness facilities or the the F forty five, the CrossFits, they're they're based around scientific principles of training. They may be bastardized by the general industry, just because you're always going to have that in in, in all industries. Uh, but if you if you learn how to apply those modalities in a safe environment yes, in a safe absolutely. way it can have some great benefits you just have to pick what is it that you want to achieve with that result like some people just need to get moving and they want to get their heart rate off and that's good for general health in my opinion there's easier ways of getting your 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 healthy um uh fitness in there than always being burpees so like uh it just depends on what you prefer and what you enjoy right and yeah we always come back to like positive association with fitness positive socialization with anything if yeah. it sucks if you don't like it you're not going to come yeah. back so if you're if people are having some fun uh and you said easier ways like easier ways is like i think what you're meaning by that is like uh less cost on the body M- more efficient ways right more efficient ways of getting there and that's what like simple effective training it's right on our wall downstairs and that's truly truly what i believe in like hit the easy button whenever you can hit the easy button like why would you work harder yeah. to get the same results like because that work I always associate everything with a cost 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 and it's not like money that you're paying me or paying you it's cost on your body right mm-hmm. like you know for every bad rep that you do of an overhead snatch or every bad burpee you do and we do a lot of burpees in here and they you know there's a lot of bad ones that happen that's why we try to limit the amounts so that you can hold form right but you know that those are going to happen that's going to take cost on your body Going for a run is going to take some cost on your knees and your hips. You always and so is what we do. Of course, fuck throwing a, a barbell with three hundred and fifty yeah. pounds on my spine. It's got a cost to it, I right? Mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I have a full ACL reconstruction on my left knee. Really? Uh, and my goal, and I'm squatting deeper than deep. And I'm like, one day I'm sure it's going to take a toll on my knee, but right now I feel good, so I'm going to keep doing it. 
Yeah, it, and that's that's true. And then that's for me too. It's like you know what? Yes, maybe it is time to start. Like, no, but then again, no, it's not. I I do take in, uh, into consideration how much I'm putting on my spine these days, like compressing my spine. You know, if there's I have the ATP downstairs or the belt squat. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a great way for me. You know, after say for example uh, a long car ride or something, I know my yeah. hips have you know years in that police car didn't do me any wonders in football and all this training. I'll just jump on the belt squat and like you got to be smart enough to sub it out and that's what a good trainer should do too is like when you're your people and that's what you know in the group fitness industry that's what we're trying to do here is when people come in like we do have conversations with them before it started what did you do yesterday how are you feeling and you know if somebody said that they did a whole bunch of hill sprints because that's what people like do on the weekends and it's like okay well maybe your back squat today it's gonna be a goblet squat and that's what good trainers yeah right like I'm sure you go in with a plan. I walk into your gym. You've been training me for three months. You've got a plan for today, but I hope you're not locked to it. Yeah, yeah honestly, man. Like, uh, I mean, a mutual buddy of ours, uh, Shallow Jordan Shallow, always talks about how like you you program a computer and you coach humans, right? Yeah, so, like, that's a great way to say it. You know, that. and like I I love that from him because it's true. It's like you might have the perfect plan, but somebody walks in and had three hours of sleep. Um, didn't hydrate, didn't eat well, their lower back is killing them because they were sitting at their desk all day, you're, not pro- you're probably not going to back squat them or, or, or heavy deadlift them yes. because they, they, they don't have the capacity for that. So you as a trainer should know, okay, let's auto-regulate and let's change it up to something else that they can be successful in, in that session yeah, without, without derailing their progress. Right, exactly. Raise, you know, maybe that means deadlifting up blocks. Maybe that means not deadlifting at all. Maybe it means moving to different hinge movements. Yeah. But yeah. There's lots that can be done, and I think uh, I think a lot of people and a lot of trainers, you know, you get an injury in this gym. So we actually like we we analyze every injury in here. We bounce them off of uh, another common friend of ours, at least. Yep. You know, and everybody that we can, uh, it's I take it personally. Every injury that happens in here, but we also have to realize that okay, what is this person doing in their life? You know, do they work at Chrysler where they're reaching up overhead and then they came in here and they jumped on a skier and their shoulder hurt? Well, you know, that's stuff that maybe we should be addressing too because it's. You know, it wasn't, maybe that's just the, the last layer of the onion that peeled is when they come in the gym. People always think that they get hurt in the gym, but I would beg to differ that you're probably, for most people, getting hurt in the other 23 hours of your day. You yeah, know, it yeah. just gets more acute in the gym because we've loaded that, that Yeah, no, that, that makes good sense, you know, and, and I think I think people, that it comes to the point where like people have to make a decision like what what, what life are they gonna live? And if they work at Chrysler and they're always reaching overhead, Maybe like, and, and I'm sure you're good at this, at educating them. Okay, like, hey, like, let's focus on this with you with like thoracic extension. Maybe let's let's get the lats a little bit more uh, loosened up. That way, when you do go overhead, you won't fuck yourself up. Like, whatever. Yeah. So, so I think you guys do a good job at that as well, and, and uh, so do I. Because I have to I have to tell that I have to say that <laughs> I do a good job as well with that. Um, you know, but like my my fear, maybe not fear, but my concern is like, are other gyms doing that? I don't know, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, you and I both we've talked off air about this and. I think you and I both and every probably every gym owner there, you know, has spent too much time looking at other people's gyms. I know, you know, worrying about what's going on there and if they're doing that right or if that why they do that or why are they running this program or this guy this. And I really think like that's kind of like, I don't know, I feel like at a certain point we all got together and actually had conversations. I think that that kind of like lowered down a lot, like everybody kind of like dropped their guards a little bit and. I spend way less time worrying about everything else and way more time worrying here, which is where, you know, focusing here, not worrying yeah. here, focusing Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it's funny how, like, you know, when I was, when I had, like, like my membership base and we're, I mean, like, there's only so much fitness you can reinvent 
before it's all all the same more or less right you may yes. do a different squat than i do or maybe we put but like at the end of the day like group fitness is similar to some extent so you can't really reinvent that and i found myself really like not comparing but just sort of like keeping a, a, an eye on everybody else's program i'm like and then since i rebrand i'm like you know what like i'm going back to my roots i'm sticking to what 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 i know best get my blinders on um and then put my head down and go to work and and this is probably a maturity thing i'm sure you've also experienced this too is that like Dude, I'm 36. Like, I don't have time to bicker and worry about. I'm too fucking busy to worry. Yeah, about man. You, like program. you just said, like you're a one man show. You're doing your, Do you're doing here. your online stuff. You're doing your Instagram. You're doing your uh, like what Irv does for yeah. me for your podcast, yeah. which is in itself. Like, I know it takes Irv. Yeah. Uh, you know a few hours at least to do that mm-hmm. you know and then you've got your books and you've got your other stuff yeah. like your equipment maintenance yeah. gym cleaning like yeah. if you're gonna waste time like 15 minutes even if I'm, if I'm looking gonna... at my instagram worrying about what the hell i'm programming yeah. in here then you're yeah. like you're wasting some time yeah right like some and some serious bandwidth and like energy because yeah. it's, it's negative energy all, all that's going to come out of here Unless you're like going there with a, like a true and I, and I hope some, I hope that's what we're coming to in this, at least our local fitness industry is like, a, oh, good for him. Good for Mike. Yeah. Good for John. Good for Bobby. Good for whoever. Right. Like instead of the like, what the fuck? What? Like, you I, know, dude, like, I still have haters and I love it. Yeah. I, I, mean, I secretly love the haters. I mean, yeah. Because I, I know that something's doing, like something's going right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and again, like I'll always extend an olive branch or whatever the thing is. Um, and I'll always be civil and happy and happy with them because it's like at the end of the day, like we're doing the same shit. Yeah, same shit, different people. Yeah. But at the same place, at the same time, it's you know. Yeah. A lot of the same people, right? Yeah. They they move around and stuff like that. So let's you know let's take a second there. I just want to uh, give big thanks and shout out to my uh, our sponsors of this show, Murray Insurance. If you're talking about perfect plans, they've got it for you. Murray Insurance is a financial services in Kingsville, Ontario, and they are Southwestern Ontario's number one ranked Desjardins insurance agency by their clients. And they are owned by Garage Gym Kingsville OGs. Ian and Kara Murray, who are also our neighbors out there in Kingsville, uh, with their location right next to ours. They're experts in the industry with over a combined 100 years of experience in the office, and they focus on community employing and supporting, giving back to the Essex County. Uh, They're a one-stop shop for everything you want for your family. As far as insurance, you can combine your home, your auto, and other insurance policies together. Give them a call today at 519-733-2331 and let them know that Tango One sent you. So, man, uh, interesting. So, over COVID, and maybe you started before COVID, but the, the rebrand from Sweat into Common. So, uh, you know, what motivated that? And, and kind of like, I know you talk, you already gave the, the, yeah, the yeah, beautiful yeah. description of Common, but what motivated this? Um, so, like, I remember when we first shut that. So, so, when I moved from Lakeshore to Howard, to the fitness alley too who knew howard is fitness, fitness alley there's like the fitness alley there's gotta be like 12 gyms in that little like uh yeah i don't even know anymore i got right? lost count i mean just even like when i first opened up sweat in 2012 it was just me and body x back and and he's not in tilbury but like there was no other micro gyms and then they just started popping up micro gyms way better than, than a boutique like, why do they call us fucking boutique gyms there's nothing boutique <laughs> look where i'm sitting right now on a fucking tire anyways i have no air conditioning in my, in my in my gym so like yeah, there's, there's nothing <laughs> boutique about my gym other than and, and there's graffiti. If you see my gym, there's a bunch of graffiti in there. Um, oh yeah, the, the re- I, I, I train lost, of thought. I, yeah, I'm, I'm ADD a little bit, um, a lot of it. So the yeah, the rebrand. So I remember uh, when we moved from like short to Howard, it was like eight months or almost ten months before the pandemic, and so like we had we had pissed off so many members from Lakeshore. And like, you know how Windsor people are, right? It's like, if, if you have to drive an extra five minutes, it's yeah. like it's a done deal. Yes. So we pissed off a lot of members. And so we had a lot of members that didn't come with us. 
which is fine, right? I had, I had no hard feelings towards that. So we had to make up a lot of memberships that we had lost in the transition. And so I remember in March of 2020, we were just about to hit our target that I had set for, 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 the, for the new location. I was like, finally, like we're, we're back to making money. And then we had to close down on the 14th. I was like, motherfucker. So we didn't hit our target because because um, we had uh, either members put their, actually that, that first that first lockdown members were pretty cool because they didn't know what was happening. So like they all, they all you know stayed, but um, like any new members that were coming in couldn't come in because we had to shut down. So like we didn't hit our, our targets that way. And, and I tried doing the whole, oh, and, by, and I went through a breakup with my ex like around that time. So I, my gym shut down, I went through a pretty big breakup with my ex that I thought I was gonna marry, dodged the bullet there. Um, so like it was, it was everything. I hope you're listening. <laughs> it doesn't matter, I wish you well. Um, I'm way better, <laughs> anyways. Um, we're, we're, we're uh, politics and exes, don't talk about that, right? Right, right, right. So, it wasn't on your form. So yeah, so like I was, I was in a pretty low state. I was like, fuck, like I, everything that I imagined my life to be, I was like, eh, maybe like there's something better for me out there. And now, and I went through some some hardship during that time. And I tried doing the Zoom shit, and and Zoom is fucking garbage. Anybody that still do Zoom classes, like stop. It's it's annoying because you're not seeing anybody. Like you can't see no one squat. Like yeah, okay guys, ten squats. Everybody else is fucking their dogs running around. Their kids are there. It's like it's not it's not the same. So it's like you're just babysitting. So I tried doing that. Well, this is this blows, but I did it anyways. We got to open up. I think that summer for outdoor classes or whatever it was. Yeah. And then so we we gained some members, but then like every shutdown, every lockdown, we started losing more and more members. And it was like members put their shit on hold. And and maybe this was partly me not like truly understanding that like hey like I, I let it dwindle on purpose because I knew that I my heart wasn't in it. So it was a good time for me to say, okay, like, what is it that I want out of my next chapter of my life? Do I want to be the business owner that employs trainers and staff and, and create this like group fitness that I'm not really passionate about? Or do I go into the vision that I've always had since like day one, since I was at the university training? And I always had, I remember I had this dream right before I opened up my first location and it was, and I can still vividly remember this gym and it was like this, uh, this warehouse facility and and it had like a good vibe in there and I can't describe it, but it's in here. And so when I decided to sort of let my community dwindle through sweat, um, when I was working with the agency, um, they pulled out that vision from me through like their questionnaires, our meetings. I mean, we, we spent like a good six months just trying to figure out what I'm about because in fitness at least, or, or if it's gonna be my company or my brand, it's gotta be an extension of who I am because I wanna help those that are like me or that have some similar vibes to me. I can't help someone who, who isn't kind of, like, I can't, so, so like we, we spent a lot of our time um, focusing on like fat loss because that's what people want in this industry. It's a lot of fat loss, a lot of like women training over 50 and like I never resonated with that. Even in university, I never, I was never a fat loss transformation coach. Right. I was more about, hey, let's get you strong and jacked. And maybe if you eat well, you'll get skinny. Right, and, 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 and I'm not classically trained in nutrition, so I didn't really like care to do like the whole meal plan thing. So I'm like, if I'm gonna do this, if, I, if, I'm, gonna, if I'm gonna give this one another go, because I'm like, what else am I gonna do with my life? I want to do it on my terms, my watch, my my everything. So um, I'm like, now's the time. So if I had, you know, at the time, you know, we were nearing upwards of 100 members. And if I had, would have done the rebrand and shifted my whole services with 100 members, like it, it would have been very awkward and very, um, very difficult, I think, and challenging to get people on board with what I was doing. 
So I kind of let it dwindle. I told everybody, hey, like no more classes when we, I think we were supposed to open up December of 2020. I don't know. I don't yeah, know whatever. They all blended. But we were supposed to have like that December or whatever it was. And I'm like, uh, hey, like I'm no longer holding classes. This is what's happening. You know, if you want to train me, it's, it's only either private or semi-private um, or online, I said. And then I went through the rebrand um, just so that I can get the message and the visuals and the message just that much stronger. Um, and I think like my guys hit it out of the park with the whole messaging. But it, it, I it, think it, it, your rebrand's been amazing. I think it Thanks, looks dude. looks sharp and the videos you're putting out like, no, it just looks sharp, which is like important to get people's attraction. Yeah. But there's like there's quality information being dispensed, which is really what it's about, right? Like, yeah, you know, I know, and, and that's the thing, man. Like staying true to your core values and your mission is important, especially in a and, and dude, it's so easy. I'm sure you're the same way. Like, it's so easy to play the game of let me just make it flashy and trendy to get views and to get follows, and it's like that can be a, a, a difficult trap to get into because then you sort of veer off where you started from and that's what happened with sweats like i started with good intentions and then it you know it's almost like what's that thing where it's like if you if you measure you know a degree off maybe in the short distance it's not that big of a of a difference but if it's like a mile then right 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 off really fast right right so that's what happened yeah like, if you're following like, a compass and you're only going off by a degree yeah no big deal over 10 feet but when you go you know 10 kilometers yeah. you're gonna really miss your, your which mile. i'm sure you learned that at blast camp yeah. How's that for a plug? You teach that at Blast. Yeah, 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 yeah. You teach that. Learn uh, that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Still learn it in business all the time. Yeah. So that's so that's what happened, you know. And then like I had to take a, a good hard look at myself, right? Like my leadership skills were like, where were you fucking five years ago, dude? I I, I could use yeah. your leadership skills. Um, you know, like like five years like when I had my full time staff, like I, because I didn't know much about business. I was doing business me uh like staff meetings with what I knew best, and and. And how to lead them to the best of my abilities back when I was, you know, what, 30 at the time. And so with every new hire that I did, and it just kind of like veered off to the point where at the end of the day, I was like, this is really what I wanted out of my life and out of, out of the industry, right? Out, out of my brand. So, so doing it now, it's like I stay true to the guidelines of my message. It's like I'm not going to veer off anymore because once I veer off, then it becomes this whole different shit that, that isn't me. If that right. makes sense. No, 100% it makes sense. And I, I think you've done a good job of it. I, and, and you know, you are, what did you call me, the freshest old guy? Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're known for the hair. It's always fucking perfect. And you like your clothes, so I think it's a natural fit. Like, yeah, you, the clothes. Like, I, I do see some people pushing the clothing, and it's like, oh, come on, you're just trying to make another couple of bucks. But you, like, it's something you truly love. Like, you love fashion, right? Like, that's part yeah. of, like, what you do, so. And this must be, like, as we get older, I'm sure you, you know this, too. It's not, like... In your 20s, you don't know who the fuck you are. Or, or, or right. you, you, you may know who you are, but you try to fit in with the crowd. And nobody memorable ever fit in in the crowd. Like, like you, 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 don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't create anything if you're in the status quo. And so, you know, if I, so like I have 36 years of my Italian culture, going to Italy every summer with my family, experiencing that, the music that I listen to, to the, like my experiences growing up that all shape who I am. So why not make that my brand? Like why not showcase that? And by showcasing that, I'm sure people will resonate with that. And then that's how you kind of grow it organically versus trying to be someone else that isn't who I am. Right. No, I, that's exactly. And it's always, I think one of the reasons the garage gym has done okay is because Danny and I did bring different, like we, yeah. we brought something that wasn't, normal in the fitness industry especially around here with our backgrounds and things and and that has been i mean it was very clear that very quickly i needed to split myself mm -hmm. from the gym in a way too because 
then people will always just see me as the gym owner, right? Where that's not all I am. It's a big part of who I am, but it's not all I am. So like splitting that out and celebrating what you are. And I, I, I would say I agree with you, except for the part about like where people in their 20s know who they are. Like I, I really don't believe many do. Like I, I feel like it's like there's a book. Uh, it's, it's called like the, the warrior, the monk, you know, oh, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, I think that's something I've really experienced in the last like five years, even I think I stayed a warrior a little bit longer, like a young, I think I lived my life young for a little while longer. But like, in the last like four or five years, I've really started to feel like more like the monk, like I'm starting to like, like, let things go. And it's okay. And it doesn't bother me. And like, just focus on where we are. And I think that's something that you're going to even in the next five years, you'll you'll even look at this point in your life. And you'll think like, ah, you know what, that was a lot who I am, but it's not who I am now. And that's okay. But like you, just but be you, okay with who you are now and then wherever you are in five years is where you are and that's just that's what life is right like, right. like you need to go through that to, like i mean I, I think i think you're never gonna find out who you really are right or at least you should always be striving to, i mean i don't know like I, I guess now it's trendy to say find who you are but like yeah. there comes a point where like you should know who you are and like double down on the things that you love and, and that you do best and and let the rest kind of work itself out. Well, I think any young person listening here, it's not its not even that you don't know who you are, it's just that you're too worried about what you're gonna be or who you're gonna be, that you yeah. don't really get to enjoy who you are. Yeah. You know, like, you know, there's so much pressure on young people leaving school right now, like with the student loans, like, thank God I didn't have any of those, but like the student loans and then coming in and like, what do you wanna be for a living? And then you realize like, oh, I just got this degree, but they're paying 23 bucks an hour. You know, or 22 bucks mm-hmm. an hour in my field, like that's, and houses cost $800,000. Like there's a lot of pressure on who you're going to be. So like spending a little time more in the presence, yeah. like in the present and yeah. like, you know, going and visiting other cultures and doing other Which things is funny. Like, so I, I just had that same conversation with my morning uh, clients uh, today, uh, this morning at 6am. And so I train a family and, and so they're, they're two kids are like 13 and 17. So they're at that, like that ripe age of like, I forgot how it was to be 17 or like 14 because your your whole world's upside down a mess. You think life is chaotic, and, yeah. And and it, and, it, and it very well is for them at that moment, right? So like you know, but like today, uh, the the 17 year old was kind of complaining about like how stressed she is, and you know she got soccer practice and then has to do all these you know homework stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's it's stress, but I'm like, you're gonna look back one day and think to yourself, man, I wish I could be back 17, living at my parents' house and quote unquote stressing. And I go like, take advantage, like be in the moment and like really enjoy this part of your life because you're never gonna get it back. And, and that goes with like any age, right? Like even at 36, like I'm trying to enjoy as much as I can because I know I'll never get this time back. But to, to your point, like they're just putting you through the cog of the machine, which is like, you know, like they expect you to know what you want to do with your life in like grade 10. It's like all they push is teacher, lawyer, nurse, doctor. Chrysler's here in Windsor, right? Like, yeah. like you, you don't really know what to explore because you're not really being told what to explore, right? And like, I'm sure there's other jobs that are cool, but even to this day, like, I don't know what other jobs there are. Sometimes I'll hear people with like, with their title, I'm like, how did you get that? Like, how did you figure that out? Like, <laughs> yeah. like how did you yeah. get that job, right? Yeah, we run into that in Kingsville all the time. I'm like, they, these people out there have the coolest jobs. I'm like, what, what did you do for a living? What? I'm like, why didn't like my, like my VIP class in grade eight tell me about these, these courses, right? Or, or whatever it was. So it's kind of like, you know, we, we, we go through this, this system of like school in which, yeah, it's got some benefit, but like, I don't know. I think yeah. there's more to that. Like there should be more than just saying, hey, everybody has to fit into this mold. Yeah, no, for sure. And I don't know how we ever get there, but it's, you know, it, I, I would 
like to think though that little steps like that little conversations like you had with those young people today like you know that's that's the value you're bringing into this world as you like as a as a man who is like you know aging yeah, <laughs> like not yeah. like you're not yeah. like you're old by any means but you know what i mean as you as you mature as you get wiser and you're a confident person that owns their own business those are the things where like you know the good strong male influence that we can give we obviously can't give the female influence so don't no. fucking jump all over no. me for that guys it's just what we can give yeah. is that and i think that's where we can you know really influence us to be a like if you make it just one degree, right? There we go with the yeah. one degree again. Yeah. Maybe that'll be our title. Or it yeah. always comes down to that. But if you can make that one degree difference for somebody and help point them then that compass in the right direction, then maybe that makes all the difference in the world. And then, you know, that becomes something that just passes on to yeah. the next person, next person, next person. And it's cool because like, even like, so like the 17 and the 14 year old, uh, like they're not going to listen to their parents. Right. But they'll listen to like a really cool jacked, Trainer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know? say that all right. the time in your, you're so, right. So like, if I can have that, so like, and the parents are there when I, when I talk to them, right? So like, I'm just saying what's on my mind. Cause I'm, I'm speaking as if like, Hey, what would I want someone to tell me if I were their age, right. you know? And like, I, I sometimes forget that I've gone through life experience and it wasn't anything crazy, but like I've been through life and I've got, I've, I've been through some stuff that I can speak about that. And I think that's what's cool about our job is that we can impart some, some, sort of wisdom, I guess we want to call it that. Um, and they can take it or leave it. Yeah. I mean, but, if you want to get in the fitness industry, take social science because you will use it. You'll use it. Yeah. Or like, I mean, people, it's this, I think the, what comes with like the, you know, in the gym, you will fail. Mm. Right. And that brings vulnerability, vulnerability and failing together. And, you know, succeeding together is just like knocking down doors and SWAT like yeah. that, like that bond that you build makes it easier to talk to those people. And I think that's what happens here in the gym is like, people's you know have failed they've succeeded they've you know and i've been right there next to them and now they see me as somebody that they can easily open up to and at first it was like you're like whoa you know the, the first time i mean i've been the first time like somebody was crying in my uh, garage here in amherstburg to, to confiding in me and something you're like i remember going inside and telling danny like you got to get outside and talk to this girl i don't know what to do right but now it's like you know it's cool it's like yeah i'm actually proud and honored that i get some of that burden placed on me and I can maybe yeah. help a little bit. Or sometimes, you know, sometimes I think a lot of us were too busy trying to help when all you just need to do is listen. It, just shut you the know? fuck up and listen, you know? And and I think what's what's special about this industry, especially if you if you if you're passionate and you really put a lot of effort into into getting your craft uh, perfect or or near perfect is that people use fitness as like their identity, right? People people feel this need to latch on to something that makes them feel part of something. And, and maybe you're the same way as me and I, and I, and I think you are, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I don't hold an identity in fitness, right? Like I don't care how much I squat or deadlift. That doesn't matter. I've, I've gone through so many failures as a business that like nobody even knows about, um, that like it humbled me. There's, I have zero identity in anything or I try not to. Um, and then all I leave out is just like my wisdom and my experience that I can kind of share with. But like, I try not to really attach myself to anything, even common, right? Like it's an extension of me, but like on Sundays, I'm not, I'm a, or, or when I go home, like when I, when I shut her down, like I'm just Michael Patella, a human who likes to just chill out and do nothing. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I don't introduce myself as, hi, I'm Mike, uh, the owner of common. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Right. I kind of just try to like, just be a human. Yeah. No, I, I agree on a lot of on a lot of terms. There is like, 
what you, you you aren't your back squat you know the only thing i really hang my hat on is i want to be the best human like yeah i really don't want anybody to be a better human than me and if, if that's a good you know that's a good thing because if you know if i'm like if i look at something like man that guy's doing some really amazing things for people that just makes me want to do more things for people yeah. right which yeah. is going to make you as an individual yeah. a little bit better so yeah. i think that's that's it that's where the whole do more be more comes and do yeah. more for others which will lend you to be more for yourself and uh, yeah, lots with that. So man, like, tell me what you got your summer strong going on. I don't know if this will be out before that's open, but you also got your yeah. NFTs, like, yeah. which is like oh, cool, man. fucking yeah. So man, we have state of the art motherfucker over I know. here. Right? I'm, so like, <laughs> so okay, so like we yes, yeah, so we have our um. Our, we had to our, Google it, Irv. Eh? Yeah. Irv and I are like, what are those things yeah. called? <laughs> yeah. So we're so yeah. So the first point we so we have our our free thirty day summer strong challenge. So so I'm trying to grow uh, my my online um, training subscription app, which is called the Rebel Series. So I've created this thirty day free. I call it a challenge because people like the word challenge, but you're not gonna win anything other than your health <laughs> and your fitness. Um, but yeah, so it's thirty days free. You get access to thirty days of my training app, Rebel Series, where we do all the programming from A to Z. It's more of like a hybrid between powerlifting, bodybuilding, and performance training. Um, you also get access to uh, Rebel Nutrition, which is our nutrition program that teaches you how to kind of um, like track macros and calories that are specific to your goal. So like not just diet culture, but Hey, if you want to like change your body composition, there's got to be a certain way that you partition your year and how you um, and how you eat for those goals. You can't just do weight loss all the time. You have to build some muscles. You might be in a surplus. So we kind of go through that. Um, and then you also get access to our Discord server, which is just like a community outreach where you can interact with the other members. You can um, like I'll always post training topics. If you need coaching support, it's all done through that app. Um, so that's going on now till I, I think it, uh, it registration closes on the 16th of May, which is you know next week or if this is aired last week or whatever whenever it's aired um but i'll probably do this uh, quite a bit um for, for, for that uh and then our nft project is super dope like i'm excited stressed nervous everything on that because there's just so much that has to go um behind the scenes for that and like i kind of like this fell on my lap i have a client who's big into nfts and crypto and then uh, i also have a buddy who's an it wizard who knows how to code and program computers more than I can even learn in my in my lifetime. So um, yeah, so we're we're creating an NFT collection that has a utility. I'm not sure if you know much about NFTs or not. I know the basics about it. So like there there's different levels of NFTs. There's like the collectible. So think of like your Ninja Turtles. Those are like collectible items. There's the investment NFTs where you can make a, a ton of cash with, and then there's like the utility NFT that I think is gonna be like the quote unquote email of like 30 years ago. Right? It's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna I think it's gonna be a part of our life more than we know it. And so we're doing uh, a couple NFTs and the utility of it is when you purchase this NFT, it's gonna unlock either my online shop or uh, like my Rebel Series membership and get like lifetime access to Rebel Series. And what makes the, so, so like for example, like the NFT that's gonna unlock my online store, you can only purchase my streetwear apparel or accessories if you have this NFT. And the, is that why you wouldn't sell me one? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, because my shipment hasn't arrived yet. Uh, and so when you, when you put, so and we're only minting, and so we, we call it like you mint NFTs, and we're only minting so many NFTs for this collection. And once they're minted and they're all bought, nobody can buy them. But you can like either sell them or trade them, and people can buy them that way. And that's how that's we where the values the value. rise. Okay. And so with all of our merch, so whether it's our T-shirts, I'm not gonna say what our other drops are, but like for all of our gear and merch, we're actually authenticating. 
um, the t-shirts and whatever else we sell on the blockchain. So we're only making like 50 units of our t-shirts, 50, you know, exclusive drops. And so when you, so we actually have these NFC readers on the t-shirt that when you put your phone up towards it, it'll pop up a screen and it'll say you have t-shirt five of 50. And so we're authenticating original Sick. merchandise as opposed to having knockoffs. My whole goal with this brand is to create really, really dope uh, apparel. I don't want to be that gym that has, or that brand that has like really cheap looking uh, material with like a logo stamped on there. Like it's been done. I've done that for like 15 years, right? Like I've, I've gone through the ropes to understand what I want to wear. And so I only want to make really dope gear that, that um, is more lifestyle based, not necessarily gym based if that makes sense no, so, so that's dropping much. in the next couple of weeks it's just it's been taking forever um yeah that's it's, it's gonna be really cool good man yeah. exciting i'm excited for you i'm happy for you yeah thanks so man. people wanted to get a hold of you how do they do that yeah uh, honestly the best be in way the show to, notes too obviously yeah but. yeah the, the best way to contact me is uh through my instagram uh common underscore original common it's called c-o-m-m-x-n underscore original send me a dm I, i'm pretty i'm pretty flexible with, with how i get back to you or visit my website um common.com again with the x.com awesome guys give mike a follow also uh you know subscribe to his podcast yeah. and mine you know yeah. you better be subscribed to this one already but subscribe to rebel radio it's a good show he's got great guests on there lots about the fitness and nutrition and uh man it's good i'm proud of you and then Thanks, keep, no, keep killing it and let's no, man, uh, i appreciate you and i appreciate you having me on here it's it's, it's been great man Awesome. Awesome. My mouth is finally uh, thawed there so I can go. grab something to eat. I cannot Amazing. wait. Amazing. I should have got you to bring some pizza. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for today. Time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Remember, go to 10,000 Company if you like this hat. Speaking of merch, and use code TANGO15. You can use it also at HQ Nutrition. I didn't take my meds today. I didn't take my nootropics, but I normally do. Go grab yourself a bottle of Focus or anything there and uh, punch that code and save a little bit of money. Have a great one, guys. Time to do more and be more. 